Okay, yesterday's daf was daf nun, number 50, today's nun aleph. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf, get to today's. We're having a mind for Shlema, Tadasa Bas Ronya, Amy Bas Dvora, Michal Aviva Bas Yudis, and Yehuda Ben Yudleib Ben Basheva. For Shlema, okay. and all else who need. Okay, all else who need. And um, we're starting a review um, from a number of takanos that took place in Usha. So we're up to the one from Rabbilah. He says that in Usha they made a takana, that one who's donating charity, <coughs> even charity has its limits. <laughs> Not more than 20%. Um, I'm, I'm if you're going to go overboard, not more than a fifth. So, um, and the Bryce says so as well. Um, and the reason why is because if you give too much uh, charity, then you may um, find yourself uh, that you gave away too much of your wealth, and then you'll need to come on to others. Story goes that somebody wanted to do more than a fifth, and uh, he ended up, um, his friends didn't let him. It was Rabbi Yesheva who didn't let, or in version B, it was Rabbi Yesheva who wanted to, and it was Rabbi Kiva who didn't let. Nachman, uh, it was either Rav Nachman or Rav Achav Yaakov says, the Pasuk says so as well, so it sounds like a tenth and another tenth. Problem with that is a tenth and another tenth is not the same as 20%. That's because, that's 19% technically. Exactly. Right, because you're, after the first tenth, all you got is 90, it's a, it's a tenth of what's left. Is this Ter- Yeah, right. Aser to aser. Exactly. Um, but the answer 19, is. What did by 19? That was like two minutes ago. Okay. okay. Anyway, so the answer the Gemara says. Why don't right. you say it's a Maser and a Maser, the second number? Maser, the Levi. That's what we told This the is a quote from. We're talking about a quote from, from Yaakov Avino. He says, Whatever you give me, Hashem, Maser, Asrenulach. I will take a tithe. Surely take a tithe, that's how we but, say it. But we explain that it means a double tithe. But uh, the Gemara explains that by using the word asrenu after aser, aser asrenu, it means that the second tenth will be equivalent to the first tenth, which means it's going to be a start off as a 20%. Okay. Anyway, um, the Gemara then said that uh, Ravshim Barashi said that, by the way, these, we just quoted three memras. And the three members have, are going down in the string of uh, who we heard it from. So in other words, we started off with Rabbalah, who said it in the name of Rish Lakish, who said it in the name of um, Rabbi Yossi, uh, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Hanina, either that or Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina, two versions. And uh, that was the first member. The second member was just Rabbalah in the name of Rish Lakish. And the third one was just Rabbalah. And he said that the way to remember the three Tekanah over here is Ketanim Kosvu Bizbizu. Ketanim means uh, the Tekanah the that you're not required to, um, uh, to that, that, they, that they, even though you're not required to, there's a Tekanah Susha to feed your children or minors. Um, if parents and the, 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 the parents that, that gave away their wealth are supported by their Children by the by that is what they give away. That's that's kasvu, and then bizbizu is is with regards to the charity. So, 
Uh, we saw some more takanas usha of Yitzhak said in usha that made a takana that a person should, um, in education, up until 12, he should go easy on his kids. But once uh, they hit the age 12, then you start taking it up a notch and you get very harsh with your kids. Rashi gives two examples of what it means to be harsh. Um, um, yeah, beat on him with a strap. And uh, no dinner tonight. No dinner? No, no chosr lachem. No food. No food. Yeah, Is well, that for girls also or only for boys? It doesn't say. It doesn't, doesn't say. It doesn't say. Okay. You wouldn't touch your daughter. You wouldn't touch your daughter. Right. That's true. On the propensity, yes. That's your right. But slap? Of course. No. Amy, is this so? Okay. Oh, Ask so them. the Gemara wants to know. Ask them, if you okay. don't believe me. <laughs> but it is on the girl, it doesn't say anything at all. No, no, no it doesn't. You're right. It just says son. The miss is... Right? Okay, so good. Right. Anyway, so the Gemara is Akasha. The Gemara says, wait a second, we saw Rav told Rav Shmuel Barshilas that under age six, don't uh, push your kids to learn. You give, um, But once they age six, start stuffing them like a, like a, like a bull. Like you're like stuffing them with food. Not a goose in those days, whatever. That's what they Okay. Um, so the Gemara says, um, so the Gemara says, it's not a sira. We're not forced. We're, we're generally light, light hand with uh, under 12, but uh, stuffing them with Torah already from 6 to 12, you start, start <laughs> stuffing them. Just not, you're not beating on them and you're not. Just you know, one step underneath. You're not beating on them. You're not giving them no food um, until after age uh, twelve. Now the other pshat is is that the ones for chomesh mikra, which is um, at the younger age, and then one is a mishnah. That's where um, that's the higher age, and that's the story with Abayi that he said his mom told him that at age six is when they start going to learn mikra, and at ten is mishnah, thirteen they're fasting. Um, already the full fast, and by a girl, it's already at age 12. Abayi says, my mother used to tell me that if you have a six-year-old on the birthday who's bit by a scorpion, it's very, very serious, and they won't live unless you do this specific regimen to heal them. It's taking the bile from a daya, which is a specific bird, that's a white one, and it's ground up in beer, and you give it to him to drink, and that's how and it's interesting, Dai is one of the name of one of the non-kosher species of birds, but you know, nefesh, whatever. Medicine. It's medicine, right. And um, if it's bit by a bee, that's a different story than also on the sixth birthday. So then um, there's a, they take something that grows around the, the bass that grows around the root of a palm tree mixed with water, ground up in the water and give that to drink. Um... If a person starts educating and teaching them younger than age six, they can always run after him trying to get him to be healthy, and he's never going to really be of full health because he wasn't given the proper freedom to run free until age six. Others say that his friends will try to catch up with him in learning, and they won't be able to. Uh, and they're both true. He'll be weak, but he'll be very learned, more more learned than his than his peers. Um, either that, or it depends on the constitution. Every child has their own individual constitution. A weak child 
So then <laughs> it's, it's, it's an issue to start younger than six, but if he's a very healthy child, uh, he could start even younger, and then nobody will be able to catch him. Um, Rabbi Yosef Ruchnina says in Usha Takana that a woman who sells her nixim ulug while her husband, yeah, during her husband's lifetime, then she predeceases her husband, and the husband can come and take away from whoever bought it. And Rabbi Yosef told Rabbi Vo, uh, who was standing in, in, in Usha, and he says, Who's the author of this Nemra? And he says, It was Rabbi Yosef Ruchnina. And he reviewed that uh, 40 times till it, like it was in his pocket, not going to forget it. Um, a fortune is he who guards uh, justice, who does charity all the time. Now, how can you do charity all the time? So one answer is, is that uh, that's referring to either the Rabbi Seinu Shaviavne or Rabbi that when you feed your children uh, and their minors, which we already established is not obligatory, you should, you know, they could, you could say, look, you're on your own. But if, if you do minor, feed them, I thought you're minor. No, Ketan. Yeah, that's what we learned. It's not a, it's a mitzvah. It's not a chiv. Nevertheless, so it's a charity. Um, so that's what you're doing, charity. He says it's if you raise an orphan um, in your home and uh, marry them off. That's a charity. Again, raising somebody in your house is a 24-7 charitable act. Next puzzle we quoted is that that you have, you know, it's like a combination. The money is still by you, and your charity remains forever. And um, so Rafuna of Kizda um, once says that this is somebody who's learning Torah and teaching it, because well, you retain what you're learning, but you're still giving it away to everybody to learn as well. And the other one is who writes similarly, somebody who writes a, a writes a Torah Nevi'im Ksuvim and lends it out. So again, the, 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 the Karen is still by you, um, the, you still have the wealth, but everyone else is benefiting from it. Pasuk says, um, What does that mean? So Rabbi Levi explains that once you have the third grand, you know, grandchildren, so that brings peace on Israel, because you're not, you know, not going to come to Chalitz and Yibam, because you have, you know, into the third generation. Um, and Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni says, no, they, that means that it's Shalom for the Dayani Yisrael because the less people will be fighting over the Yerusha when you have a direct line of who is going to be inheriting from you. Okay, there was a drush of Lezer Darshan in Fnei, the, before the Chachavim, um, which is that uh, this idea that, uh, that you don't have a Chiyuv to feed your daughters uh, during your lifetime, only afterwards. Um, and uh, Rabbi Yosef was sitting in front of Rabbi Amnuna, and Rabbi Amnuna was saying that just like the Banim are not inheriting only if there's Karka, so to the Banas are not fed only if there's Karka. Now, the, everyone was going wild. It's like, what do you mean? Only people who, who have the inheritance given over to the children is if there's land. Uh, otherwise, there's no inheritance to the children. So Rav Yosef said, maybe what you mean is that you're referring specifically to the inheritance of Ksuvas Benin Dichrin, that that has to be attached to land. So he says, yeah, a great man like you understands what I really meant, what I'm saying. Now, um, bottom line, the question that uh, the Gemara was going back on is, do we take care of the, the needs, the, fe- the feeding of the daughters from Metaltalin or only from Karka? So we saw that Rav uh, Chia Bar Yosef said that Rav fed Michite Dalia. So we had two pshat, and what, this, what does that mean? Pshat number one is that it's not referring to feeding, it's referring to parnasa, which is the word that we use to describe the dunya, 
the, that which a person, a woman, would bring into the marriage, that monies, those monies, is called parnasa, and that's what it's referring to. And daliyah means that we assess what is how much the father, if he is not alive, what what was the, what would have been the amount that he would have given? Is he a generous type or a stingy type? That's what based on that we'll figure out how much to give, and that's Shmuel's shita. Anyway. Or is the pshat referring to regular mizona? So we're saying that you give mizona even from metaltalin. That's the question, and it's aliyah because that was one of the things that was discussed in the aliyah that they made this takana that even though you don't have to give only from karka, but we give even from metaltalin. So that was the shaila. So we had a raya from the story with Rabbi he the brother of Rabbi Abba. He had metaltalin uh, that was belonged to the orphans, came before Shmuel, and he said. Uh, um, feed them. So is that mean mizonos? And it's basically a raya that that to, to that side. So the Gemara says no. Maybe it means parnasa and shmuel is shitasa. Who's saying that for parnasa we establish what would the father have? What would have he given had he been alive for his daughter's nedunya? Okay. Um, dowry in English. Okay, the story, uh, it was a story in Narda, the judges of Narda in Pumbedisa were collecting and uh, Rav Khan of Arbizna said Rav Khan Barbizna said to give to them the, the, the money and uh, Rav Nachman said no, you better give it back because there's no land and they don't give to the daughters unless there's land otherwise I'm going to make you pay for it Rav Mervasi also thought so, to do so, and Rav Yaakov said, Rav Yechon and Shalgash did not allow it unless there, unless there was land, you shouldn't do it. And Rav Lazar thought to do so as well, and Rav Shim ben Al-Yakim said, Rebbe, don't, I know that your whole intent here is not because that's the actual law that you have to give mitatlan to the daughters, but it's because it's midr The problem is it's going to establish the law and, uh, for g- generations, and that's not the actual law. Um, somebody came for Rav Yosef and says, uh, "Give from the dates that are on the mat, the the mats where they used to ripen." So Abai says, "What do you mean? If it's a balchov, would we actually give away from a talit? We don't give to the a creditor um, from portable stuff, only from land." So um, so he's like, uh, "No, I didn't mean that. It's actually off the tree. I meant while well, it's still on the tree, still if it's ready to come off." Isn't that the same as uh, Metatlas? So the says, no, it's not fully ready. It's still almost ripe. Anyway, um, and that was where we left off yesterday. And that's the yesterday stuff. <laughs>